Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Yo, you listening to the Oprah Rose Show with TT and Gigi, and yeah, get it poppin'. Thoughts. Everything begins with thoughts. She's a slut, she's a hoe, she's this, she's that. We say to girls, you can have ambition, but not too much. It's about people being uncomfortable with women owning women their sexuality. What is the truest, highest vision that you hold for yourself? I'm a real ass bitch, and I'm gonna get everything that I'm gonna get on my own. I know for sure. You don't get what you wish for. You get what you believe. Hi. Hey, y'all. I'm TT. Gigi. And I'm Didi. And this is episode 155 of the Oprah Rose Show. Um, you know, we're back. I think we're going to be saying back in a pandemic, working through three pandemics, actually. Oh, it don't stop. It, it does not. No. no, four, because fireworks, the fourth one. <laughs> My gosh. Four, four pandemics. Um, All I see is fireworks. <laughs> you know that meme or, or that TikTok? <laughs> it's amazing. And it's like bombs over Baghdad. Like, it, it, it's, it's amazing. Four. I don't know if it's the bomb, if it's the cannon, if it's fireworks. How do you get them? I think some oh, of them. We know how they get them. Yeah. Ooh. We know how they get them. Ooh. Yeah, a little, a little bit of everything, but um, I'm like the government needs to update their Quintel, Quintel Pro uh, tactics because we already see what's happening right here. And then they just they need to just cut off the lights if they want to be effective because we already know it, y'all. And then put okay. together a task force of closed policemen. Right, <laughs> it's laughable. The Macy style fireworks, child. Uh, yeah. Anyway. Uh, yeah, anyway, anywho, as um, usual, tell a friend to tell a friend, like, rate, subscribe, um, and you know, send any of your quarantine stories. We're boring, so if y'all have any like quarantine hotels or something, please feel free to share those um, to the Oprah Rose Show at gmail.com. And like I said, like, rate, and subscribe. Um, so today's guests, yes, we have two guests today, actually. Right, I wish we had a burr, 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 burr. <laughs> uh, so um Miss Felicia Fam is she is a, a big sister, a mentor, um a colleague, a, a every damn thing. Literally to, everything. Uh, yeah, literally everything. Um and has you know been very pivotal in both of our careers. Um, like I said, as a mentor, as a friend. Um yeah. and now we feel like I found the show. Yes. Yeah. Hey, hey. Twelve years in the running or something like that. I know I kinda of felt offended though. I'm like, really? Am I not gonna invite? I, I started to be like, you know what? Forget them then. But anyway, no. yes, I'm happy it's to be here. Any at any time for you too. Yes, you are my baby sisters, and I am happy to say that about you. And I'm happy yeah. that you have my big sister, um, Bruce Spellman and Delta and just all around as an only child, Shaquita Lockley. So this is definitely a special yeah. episode for me to be on. Thank you. Yes. Yeah, so shout out to the Reds. Shout out to the Reds. Kawita, say mm-hmm. hi. Hello, everybody. Thank you so much for having us on. I was kind of waiting too, so I'm glad to finally be here. <laughs> Lord, y'all like, getting attacked. The girls are attacking I y'all. Feelings. I was hot. I was like, what? <laughs> okay, I see what's going on. Maybe they secretly don't like me. It's okay. Oh, oh never. No, it... You know what it is. Sometimes you just get so like wrapped up and you forget, and it's like the, when the timing is right. Because I feel like, yeah. um, literally two weeks ago, you know, G and I, and I feel like just more and more. Literally in this past month, I don't know if it's because of COVID, and I'm just like, well, what am I doing? Do I need a baby? Do I not need a baby? Uh, like, I have had so many conversations yeah. about fertility and egg freezing, and you guys have basically not even basically, you guys have created um, a documentary together so tell us a little bit about that um i'm gonna let shaquita do everything as i was no seriously she invited me to join the conversation i had not really understood 
knew anything about egg freezing. I wasn't at companies who paid for it until I started at Sony, but I just never thought about it. I've seen time continue to fly. I'm 42, and I had a friend maybe four years ago say, hey, I'm freezing my eggs. She asked us all to come over, and we did an egg party where we talked about what we wanted in our future lives, our expectations. And then Spesh, who, again, like I said, pledged me, was like, I have a documentary called Eggs Over Easy, Black Female Fertility, and I would love for you to become on as an EP. So I think she has to do it justice because I am, again, here to market, do publicity, and educate, but she's the brains behind the operation. So I'm going to segue to Shaquita. Thank you. Um, so eggs over easy black women in fertility was not, I mean, now it's a feature film. Um, but it was intended to be, I intended it to be just a 10 minute short. So around my 40th birthday, I went for my, um, my physical, my gynecological exam and my wonderful, uh, doctor looked at me and said, well, looked at my charts and then looked at me and said, Oh, you have a birthday coming up. Your eggs are turning 40. Do you know what you want to do with them? We still have time. I don't know what else she said because I just like blacked out um, and I always say like I knew what vacations I was going on I knew my girls trips I knew what gigs I was taking next I had never paused to think about it because the I, at 25 I just assumed I would get married and have kids at right. 30 I wasn't married with kids so I just vacationed a lot and it just did not occur to me to pause and have this conversation with myself. So um, after that, it just kept coming up everywhere I went, whether it was brunch or whatever, um, the topic would come up. So I sat down and said, okay, I will do a 10-minute short. And I'll just kind of hit the topics, everything from being child-free by choice. Because one of the things that was happening at that time, one of my line sisters never, she's never wanted kids, could not find a doctor to tie her tubes. I didn't know that was a thing. Doctors won't tie your tubes if you're under 40 um, and don't have kids. You either need your husband's permission, assuming you are a straight woman with a husband. You need I was a- just going to ask that. Yeah, Isn't ready for that one, about- yeah, yeah, only because my mother, please don't, please don't forget where you were at. But I that I love that you brought up the the uh, construct of marriage as it pertains to um, being able to control your body. Right. Because my mother, who uh, who has five children after her fifth child, um, she requested to have her tubes tied and her doctor refused because her husband needed to approve as well. And what year was that? Same. Uh, 1992. Okay. okay. So fast forward, what is that, 30 years? Over yeah. 30 years? It hasn't, well, it's changed a little bit because if you have kids, they don't pressure about it too much. But even now, they will, doctors will still ask you to have that paper signed from your husband or... Mm. If you don't have a husband or the paper to be signed, they will require that you have a psych evaluation, uh, which I think is crazy. So I, not that I didn't believe my line sister, her name's Tracy. So not that I didn't believe Tracy, but I just couldn't believe it. So I started Googling and I found there was this Reddit thread. If you looked up on the Reddit thread, deep in this thread, they had doctors in Canada and America who um would who would tie your tubes without the hoops for you to jump through. If you did not find a ready thread, you were just kind of SOL and hoping for the best. Um, so I started asking my friends I know who are physicians, what is this about? Because I know their personal beliefs do not align with telling a woman she needs her husband's signature to tie her tubes because they're her tubes. Right. So the um, response across the board, male, male doctors, female doctors, black doctors, white doctors, is a liability issue. So that if a woman changes her mind, she can sue you for not giving her like the proper um, information, not giving her enough information to make an informed decision about this irreversible procedure. So for doctors, that's their, their issue. But as a woman, I am annoyed that you think I'm going to change my mind. Like if I thought for 20 years that I didn't want to have kids, I'm probably not changing my mind tomorrow. And it's my fault. Yeah. It's not dinner. Like I, I can't, <laughs> yeah, I'm not like, oh, I want chicken instead of fish. Like that, that is yeah. something I've thought long and hard about. Right. Yes. And if you are a man and you want a vasectomy, you walk in, it's 15 minutes. They tell you to get some frozen peas. And um, like when you go home, just to ice yourself down. And they normally wow. say, get a bag of frozen peas. 15 now, I didn't minutes. Think about, I didn't think about what exactly, the procedure and that's the reverse conversation. Mm-hmm. Right. Because mm-hmm. I knew that their procedure was 
easier as far as like the process, but they don't have to go through the hoop jumping. No. Like, wow. No, no paper sign here. Wow. No paper sign here. I can decide. You don't have to have a wife to sign off on this for you. Yeah. So, um, Holy shit. so when I was thinking of this 10 minute short, I wanted to talk about that because I think it's screwed up and it needed to be, somebody needs to have that conversation. And then I wanted to talk about, um, like fibroids, the fact that 80% of black women have fibroids before the age of 50 and we are the like the largest demographic to have hysterectomies globally and yeah. it's a billion dollar business so why don't we just have a pill that we could take why is it all the way to like surgery they're, they're not like, researching black body. female bodies they're not doing the research and homework on our bodies and that is the bigger issue thank you felicia so that was this one of the other top things that i wanted to talk about and then um i wanted to hit on miscarriages because by that by i was like 40 around 40 41 at the time and so a lot of my friends had started having miscarriages and they wouldn't talk about it because it was like so shameful for them to talk about it which was not a concept that i really understood and then um international donor eggs that was the fourth thing that once i heard um one of my friends she and her husband spent their life savings on international donor eggs and IVF and it didn't take any of none of them took and so when I started researching that wow. I found that white women are taking excursions to Europe and to South Africa to have the IVF procedure done for half literally it's under half it's like a third of the cost of freezing eggs and IVF here in the states and so by this point uh everybody is like oh when i talk to them oh talk to my girl remember her from brunch talk to my girl remember we took a class with her so everybody i interview except maybe a couple people they're my friends they were in my rolodex but it's not a conversation we were really having yes Fesh? but what about the fact that we also die 2.5 times more that's important yeah. to so when that, so it when we had when we're in childbirth, our, the yes. the black maternal uh, mortality rate is two hundred and forty three percent, which means we die two and a half to three times more often than a white woman having right. a baby. And if you look at what happened with Serena, Serena Williams, yes. famous, mm -hmm. rich, she has influence, she has a platform. She's telling these people she has a blood clot after she has her baby, and the doctors and nurses are not listening to her. Mm -hmm. They're basically like, "Oh no, you're okay. You just had a baby." No, she had she threw a blood clot, and finally they checked her and thank yeah. god she's alive but that just is because black well doctors don't really lis listen to black women they do not assess our pain our yeah. pain which is a painting in alabama remember there's a painting in alabama that says yeah. you can experiment on my body with yes. no anesthesia yes and then go have a great time in europe making sure yeah. that everyone else is taken care of so right. it's a real fact our bodies are not respected. And so that is my point in being behind this film and making sure that people at your age see it because I didn't know at all. So, so one of the questions that I had, and I feel like you kind of basically just touched on that, was is there a direct correlation between infertility and inadequate healthcare opportunities and healthcare disparities? Because it seems like it's all somewhat the same conversation. Yeah. So there is not like genetically a reason that you know we have these higher infertility rates but in terms of the treatment absolutely so if you look at your average black woman who is 25 to 30 um she probably doesn't work at spotify <laughs> she probably doesn't work at facebook or this you know some company one of the very few companies who cover infertility um, or reproductive issues with insurance health insurance so that means that this black woman who is 25 to 30 is gonna need either a loan for twenty thousand dollars to do these type procedures mm -hmm. or her mom and daddy is gonna need to be able to give her the money or somebody's gonna have to help her whereas if you're in a non-black community like a white community or an asian community you might have property and you could take a loan out against your property um you may have parents who can help you in ways that uh, your your family a black woman woman's family can't because once you look at the numbers we make 61 cents to the dollar of a white man so right. just financially it's gonna take us to I think the, the chart that comes up every year is like the black a black woman has to work until August to make what a white man made up until December the previous year. Now, if you are doing something that like a reproductive um procedure, 
you had to work to August <laughs> to make a dollar to make the same dollar that a white man had to make. So just in terms of money, that's happening. But when we start looking at disparities, like in 2016, a survey was done on um, doctors in this country. Do you believe black women when they say they're in pain? And the answer is a resounding no. Well, why is the answer no? Because some of these physicians who went to school and have degrees and they treat us, well, mistreat us when we come in with symptoms, they literally said they believe we had have a, a different genetic makeup our gene because of our gene makeup we don't feel pain hmm. can you just like pause i'm i'm really curious how they get there because obviously i didn't go to medical school I, don't, I i'm not in the medical field whatsoever so i is that just like based off of systematic racism or yeah, is it generally I just like back to slavery it's the fact that okay. my grandmother is also breastfeeding your child yeah. You know, yeah. there's this idea that we can do more, that we can, that we can be more. Right. And I think that even goes down into where we are now as women in the workplace. Like there's this idea that we can take on certain things that we don't have the same sensitivities or emotions that, that my cry is not the same as your cry. It goes to the Amy right. Cooper conversation. Like I'm not allowed to be a victim. I'm not allowed to be in pain. I'm not allowed to be tired. Be I'm not allowed to be aggressive or be upset. And that is the problem. So since we are seen as this diabolical figure, which is kind of awesome to be a superwoman, you also don't get the chance to be vulnerable. And that is also the problem. Yeah, right. yeah it's, like, it, it's crazy to think that even in healthcare, like we're still pushing this narrative of the strong black woman, where it's like, like you said, we get tired. Like, and to be vulnerable, it's like, you're almost looked at, when we're vulnerable, we're then aggressive. And we're looked at as the aggressor, right. we look at as all these other things when I, like, when you think, like I said, I think healthcare just seems like so basic, like pain is pain, regardless who it's coming from. So to take that and still have those same thoughts and think that like black women, you know, like, oh, you're, you're faking or it's not that bad, or you can take it or something like that. That is really insane. Like, I think also it's like why it's so important to have black doctors if you can find them. Cause I had to like hurt right. low for mine, like high. Right. And I've had I think it goes down to our children, the fact that we feel like we age older. You know, I saw that little girl march and I was happy. Oh. I'm like, you know, that's cute. But I'm like, does she get a childhood, though? You know, I feel like we, be we see so many things before normal people like our childhood is sometimes taken away from us because we are forced into this idea of not being human. We're not oh. victims. We're not childlike. We they expect us. We are looked as sexually more favorable at younger ages and i just think that all those things kind of compound yeah yes compound thank you special use that yeah. major and, so then, <laughs> and then that just leaves us in very vulnerable um positions most people are familiar with judge glenda hatchet we have a clip in the film of her son and daughter-in-law and what happened to them which is still very fresh you know on, on my mind because it has only been a couple years now but um at cedar sinai in la the daughter-in-law went in, had the baby, was fine, talking to her son. They have videos of like, hey, we just had a baby. And then he noticed that there was like blood in her bag. So he's at, the husband is asking the doctors, can you come check my wife? Can you come run the MRI? For like 10 hours, for 10 for 10 hours, this man is asking every nurse, every PA, every doctor when they came by to check her because now it's nighttime and the bag is full of blood. They take her back there and she's dead. There's nothing they can do with this woman. Her name is Kira. And there was nothing that they could do for her with her day old baby. And she is a bill of health and is like running triathlons, like marathons. She's a pilot. She can fly planes. Like how does, does this woman... Ten hours. Bill of health for the the mother, the the mom. The mother passed wow. because they wouldn't come check on so her. So this is Glenda Judge Glenda Hatch's daughter in law, her son's wow. wife, wow. and wow. she has a baby. And they sat there and let this woman bleed out. And she is the bill of health. And her mother in law is a woman of influence and means. Right. So when I say like medical, the medical issue with us, it is the great equalizer because it doesn't matter if you. If you have a whole bunch of money, it doesn't matter if you have 50 degrees. This woman, um, she worked for the CDC, had a PhD, and worked for the CDC. Right. Had this, something right. similar happen to her. She has a baby. Next thing you know, she has a headache, and it is a stroke. Because when she went to, back to the doctor postpartum, they, like, gave her aspirin or something. They didn't treat her properly. They mm -hmm. didn't, like, there was no 
from my understanding of her story, there was nobody checking like her blood pressure constantly. If she's coming back for headaches, you probably should check and not just say, oh, you just had a baby. Let me give you aspirin. Mm -hmm. So this woman dies. So it doesn't matter if you have five degrees in $50 million, yeah. um, you're black, your skin is black. And so you are treated a certain way. And that is how we get a mortality, uh, maternal mortality rate of 243%. Right. Period. That makes me think about my own birthing experience where and I had a, a, a black doctor and she this was obviously in the middle of the night. And so she was not there uh, because I was still very early on in my birthing process where I was being dilated and I was hyper reacting to the medicine that they used to dilate you. Uh, forget what it's called. The yes. The, oh, no, the uh, cervidil. This is the one that they put in your cervix to soften your cervix and to start to open you up. I had uh, basically an allergic reaction to it that stimulated. It took me from basically no contractions to full on uh, ready to push, but I was only one centimeter um, dilated. So I was in an extreme amount of pain for hours and no one would check on me. And my boyfriend at the time had to go and run to find somebody so that they would at least just look at the monitor because it was like, I don't know, probably like four o'clock in the morning. Mm. Um, so I understand it, it's, it's very scary in a, in a, in the place where you are supposed to be safe, you know, yeah. and you think about all of these things I, you know, I was very knowledgeable of these statistics that you speak about, about, you know, black woman mortality rate, had these conversations with my black woman doctor told her my concerns, you know? So, so yeah. we were on the same page, but when you are in the hospital, you're under the care of other nurses and, and things like that. Not everyone has that same level of attentiveness and it yeah. can be, be incredibly scary yep and now on top of that because of covid you know your partner some hospitals are are kind of easing up on it but for the past couple months you just had to have the baby by yourself because right. a husband or the partner wasn't allowed to go back so you would have just been back there by Suffering. yourself mm -hmm. wow oh that's so scary and i mean no. i think a lot of our listeners are a little younger so i mean it's only but so much that I feel like we can do, but what, I mean, what do you suggest or what do you think is best to try to combat some of this? Like, well, find out. go ahead, Swish. No, I was just saying, find out first if your company is paying for it. If you're in a position where you're at a company that pays for it, go get it done. And I think those are the questions for me coming from the corporate side. Like I just didn't know. I didn't think, I didn't research. Um, I feel like we know our bodies, but I think there's still some fear of the healthcare system when it comes to black people in general. So you don't go ask the questions you need, but please find out if your company pays for it. Go get it done. Get, if you want to have children, again, I, I think that goes to the different layers that Spesh mentions, sorry, Quita mentions when she's talking about child-free, IVF, whatever. There's different options, but for me, it's just... Pay attention to everything around you and, and understand that you have a career, but you have to also think about the fact that you have a future too. So find out if it's something that your company can pay for and go get it done. All the and I would say, <laughs> but I did not, not do that. <laughs> you didn't or you have? I, I did not. And I mean, it was, I was leaving at the time, like there may have been like two months with, between me, like finding out and leaving. And I'm like, God, I wish I would have done that. Like, yep. And I would say if you're 25 to 30, like I have been with a bullhorn, just trying to talk to millennial women. Um, if you're 25 to 30, there are two tests that you need to ask for every time you go and have your annual. One is called AMH, which is the anti-malarian hormone. The other is called FSH, which is your follicle stimulating hormone. AMH, FSH. AMH, FSH. <laughs> Write it out. It. That is going to tell you how your body is aging, whether or not you have a strong egg reserve. Because one thing that happens, and you don't have to want kids. Like, this isn't an, a super invasive test. One is the blood test. And then the other is an ultrasound, like an ultrasound. They check and see what size your uh, your follicles are. If you have a lot of follicles, it's literally an ultrasound. Most insurance um, cover it. And if not, it's like 100 or $200. But I would say get that every time. I don't even, like, they should offer that. You're going to get a pap smear anyway. 
every doctor should offer it in my opinion my but first time hearing this well <laughs> it, it, that's what i'm saying that is why i'm like so 34 years old to tell everybody especially millennial women get tested and have a baseline i was 41 when i got a baseline that is like almost to the end of the road not that you can't have kids after 41 hey janet jackson and everybody hey, everybody but those okay. numbers shift so if you are 25 to 30 maybe early 30s ask for those two tests and keep a record of that every year so you can see the decline for yourself so if mm -hmm. you're starting out with and you're 25 and you have a robust like a uh, ovarian reserve that's great but some people like the woman on um, the couple that's in the, the documentary we followed them she was early 30s and her egg reserve had flatlined um so then they had to like work to get it back and misdiagnose her and that sort of thing what if she had her baseline from 25 they would have seen that you might only have two eggs right now and this is now an emergency whereas everybody kind of thinks well i'll go through menopause at like 50 i have time you know all of these people are past 45 having babies yes they are some of them have assistance and thank god for the doctors um but that might not be your case because um premature um a premature menopause happens that's first and second well maybe ask your mom too because however i was gonna ask that can you can you gauge your i guess quote-unquote menopause based uh, yeah based off of your your maternal uh family yeah and it's not like you know it's not the most scientific way but mm -hmm. yes ask your mom if your mom went into early menopause you need to have your your levels tested today whatever day it is um so definitely definitely ask them like in our family my mom and all of her sisters had hysterectomies because they all had fibroids so i knew about the fibroids i knew and i have them i knew about it i knew to keep an eye on it because i knew what happened to them in their early 40s late like mid 30s to early 40s all my mom and all of her sisters had the same issue so my cousins myself we've all been diligent about managing fibroids and, and figuring that part out it never occurred to me what menopause might look like for me because none of them went through menopause because they all had hysterectomy. Mm. So then we had to skip a generation and say, well, grandma menopause very, very late. One of my oldest cousins is tracking like grandma. So I'm going to assume I'm somewhere there. And then based on my FSH, um, I'm somewhere probably tracking like that. But based on my AMH, my numbers are low. So I would want to know all my, I want all the numbers. And I just wish someone had said this to me when I was like <laughs> balling out on vacations in Europe and Africa and living my best life. Somebody should have said, Quita, put $10,000 in the bank because you might need to freeze your eggs. Just take your flight, go to South Africa. They'll do it cheaper there and it's still high quality and, and, and pay your monthly or your annuals to keep them stored until you decide whether or not you want kids because I may not ever have them. Maybe I'll adopt. I still don't know. At my age, I have oh, not decided. This might be a dumb question. If I go to South Africa to freeze my eggs, do I have to do IVF there too? So like say I wanted to have the, the IVF process done in California you so don't your doctor your doctor would work with their doctor and um I want to so your eggs would I say you froze them over there you froze them in Africa or Europe or wherever so you froze them somewhere like in a cryobank and they would ship them to your doctor for your procedure if you wow. wanted to have it stateside like okay. the as long as the plane, the border is open and a plane can fly, your eggs can be here the same amount of time it takes for a flight to get here. <laughs> wow! Um, but they have to box it and you know they package it just to make sure um, the the temperature is stabilized because it, it has to stay frozen. It has to be at a certain temperature. Right. But one of my friends did that, so I am not a doctor. I always say get another opinion, but I do know someone who did that, and that was the process that they used. Um, now another person just went over and um she did hers in december and she's due in like two or three months remember oh, but wow. she did the IVF. she froze them like a year or two ago and then she did the ivf uh she went over for a new year's holiday and um 
and and did her IVF. So she's due in a couple of I think. Yeah, when you when you said that, I was like, well, this could be part vacation. I know. (laughs) Combine the two. Combine the two, ladies. Combine the two. Yeah. Yeah. But seriously, people are doing. We just don't know about it. But they do these um these travelcations all the time where they're doing their treatment. You're there for five to seven days because you still got to have your shots. You still got to do your trigger shot. But the rest of the time is your time. You're at the doctor for like what 30 minutes a day or, or at your um your hotel getting doing your own injections and then you're just back for the retrieval see we just discovered something do an egg travel party that way it feels good for millennials you know what i'm saying do whatever but i'm saying this plan for your body like you plan for your careers that's what i want to say to everybody listening the way you guys can plan for your careers and your you know upper mobility and making sure that i get this promotion and this opportunity we have to stop and say but what do i want to do for my body and that is something that if i'm asking my younger self i didn't stop and say felicia what does your body want and what do you need because you're always looking at the career opportunity and thinking about okay how can i get here and then why am i not here you know what I'm saying? And I don't regret that. So to make sure I say that too. I don't regret where I'm at, but I'm saying that in the proper planning of everything else, add yourself to the planning, add your body to the planning and everybody go on a trip together and get your egg frozen. Make it fun, make it because cute, it whatever it is, options. but do it. You don't have to ever use the option if you right. don't want to use the option, but it's there if you need it. Yeah. yeah. And I think another thing too, that it's funny, this kind of just jogged my memory around you know, say if you do freeze your eggs, ladies, and you decide that you don't want to use them. And so it's, it's interesting because it just jogged my memory. So Quita, your, your Neo Whitney had connected us like, I love year. Whitney. Oh my um, God. Is that you? Yes. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> so it like jogged my memory because. Why did you say something an hour ago? Well, that's why we do the show. You gotta, it just pulls out. It just comes out d- during the show. So. <laughs> I think another alternative too is like, you know, there are families who cannot conceive on their own and do need egg donations sometimes. So that's like another way of reserving your eggs could be else's family. Yes. Yeah. Cause you connected us. I mean, granted, I'm far from going down that road right now with, um, but at least you would know that these are options for you. Exactly. So when Whitney was like, Hey, well, what can they do? I'm like, they can do this, 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 right. So you, so you definitely, so, so you would at least know. So I would definitely say like with eggs over easy, you do a really good job of like connecting people too, because part of that was connecting me to her and us having that very candid conversation around egg donations and yep. like, what do we do for like surrogacy and IVF? And like, mm-hmm. what does that look like? Um, yeah. So yeah. yeah. That, yeah, that love that you memory. brought that up, Dee Dee, because that is a nice... Uh, earlier when we were producing the show and we were talking about what we're going to discuss today, um, Dee Dee was like, well, you know, this isn't really like applicable to me, so maybe I shouldn't come on. <laughs> and, you know, and we were like, yeah, no, come please. But I love that you brought that up because that makes this conversation applicable to everyone who yes. love yeah. may not look like your regular day love, I guess, or, or heterosexual love, you know? Right. So that is very much so a, a component, I think, that is is valid and um, and very much so valuable to the conversation. Yeah, yeah. And it's not even necessarily, sorry, T, it's not even necessarily like heterosexual or gay love or anything. Right. Like you could be a woman who can't have kids. Right. And, right. You know, you could be helping baby, to help someone it. progress their family as well exactly. um, with the donation. It's not like a money thing. It's not any of that, I'm sure. But it's like... No, but People like you said, you're still somebody. You know what I'm saying? You're yeah. paying for it in any way possible. So I, I think yeah. what you're saying is beautiful. You're right. Yeah. I mean, and I feel like even just with the media, like obviously we don't see a lot of cases, but when you were talking about the procedure, I was like, oh, I remember on being Mary Jane and she kind of like went through it, you know, yeah. and oh, she showed it on as her career and showed it. And yeah. then I think, you know, and then watching like Real Housewives of Atlanta and watching Candy. And I love the fact that they showed that process of even like, yes, helping their son and, and, and meeting the surrogate and having her part of the, the baby shower and all of that. And, um, Oh no, there is another show, A Million Little Things. They did the same thing. And I think, but that show, the lady actually ended up keeping the baby. It was really sad. Um, but I digress. I, I just feel like I, I saw that. I was like, yeah, I that's that's TT. TT went like, left. TT went left. Okay, come back. And I think, oh, but I, I know what you're talking about. John Ritter's son is the. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, it's a great show, y'all. Y'all yeah, know. And I'm I cried like a baby. I'm like, oh no. It was so, oh, it's so good. But I think, you know, normalizing these types of. 
of situations and, and yeah. showing different kids. Because, like, literally, that case, for instance, she never wanted kids. The character that, you know, when they decided to, like, have a baby, she never wanted kids. And her husband really wanted them. It caused a rift within their relationship. She came around to it. And that, not that that's the, that's common, but, like, that's just the reality of it and things that couples go through. Yeah, and talking about it makes it not so scary. Yeah. Because if I only heard, <laughs> like, a part of this conversation, I would be shook. We did a, we went back to Spelman and did a panel um, and brought in, like, experts and talked to the students a couple years ago. And they were stunned. And then they were scared. And the goal is not to scare you. The goal is for this to be such a common conversation that it just doesn't scare you. It's something that you need to know and you find out your numbers and you deal with it like you would, in, like Felicia said, like you deal with your career. Um, it's just something else. But not knowing, that's that's it goes back scary. to being vulnerable, special. I'm telling you, it's the thing about being vulnerable. I remember when we, when we first did this Essence, to bring it all the way back when I was finally on board, we did a little clip at the Essence Music Festival and women started coming up and just having the conversation. It's just like, Ooh. there's no platform for women to have this conversation this way. Mm -hmm. And of course, I love Oprah Rose because I think that you guys actually are that platform. But for some reason, this particular conversation has still then behind the curtain i'm not really sure why but it needs to be in front of the curtain it needs to be normalized we have to be okay with having the conversation about our bodies our future and how we see children in our lives regardless i just don't know why it's behind the curtain so i, I really think and that's why i'm so happy to see you all at this age have yes. this conversation and how you bring it back but you know i think there's there's levels to this and we have to be okay with having real forms about everything from financial literacy to mm -hmm. you know career development everything else but what about taking care of ourselves and really yeah. understanding that we are allowed to talk about our bodies together i don't know what that is like you know and i'm and i'm in that middle ground of being a person that's in entertainment so i feel like we talk about the female body in a lot of ways but we don't talk yeah. about the female body in this way so this is what i'm trying to get to so yeah. yo i'm so sick of being a strong black woman sometimes like seriously i just <laughs> Okay. I, I'm I'm sick. I'm sick of companies acting like black people just came out last week. Um okay. like I, I'm sick I'm just I am I some days am sick of of like dealing and talking and I just wanna like I said it was gonna take me a little personal day, but it's not gonna happen probably. But like and even saying that, right? Well, I think yeah, that, like you like, should oh, be able to I can't take a personal day. You know what I mean? Because it's like, well, no, I don't want to answer this phone call or do this or that and boom, boom, boom. And some days it's like, I, I just want to be like, no, like set up my boundaries and just, I, I think I am. I'm going to take that day, actually. I'm going to take it and just not be a damn strong black woman. And I'm, I'm going to eat ice cream or something and just sit in the bed and rewatch a million little things because it's yeah. amazing, y'all. <laughs> For sure. Yeah, especially like during this time, it's just like so much happening. And I think these companies expect us to be super strong. Like I had last week had to tell somebody because they like hit me up on Google Hangout to asking me a million questions. And I was I literally reply, reply back. How are you? Like, simply, like how are you? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just I'm great. Right. Yes. Right. And then I made her go through and talk about like how i was and all of that and i was yeah. like oh what was your question mm -hmm. right like i did that on purpose but it was like no you don't just come through like it's a lot of shit happening right, right. now like, right. yeah normalcy like a pandemic yeah. Yeah. racism up, up, we're up. tired can right. you please talk to me and just say how am i yeah. black man here thank you right i'm not a robot give me my greetings and salutations it's i mean this is also what i think you know so much obviously again we, we've talked about this for this past five weeks of just like how much everything is happening and the weight of it but i do feel like you know out of all of this you know we touched on last week like some good coming out of it i think just like pre-pandemic like you may not have said that like it's like no no no. you're gonna ask how i'm doing we're not just gonna jump into this we're not just gonna do right. this like let's take a step step back and humanize like this work behavior because we're not we're not even right now it's not working from home i saw somebody say like we're living at work yeah. and that's what you don't yeah. get to like separate nice. right you know Ain't it's no like, separation i get out the bed and go to work you get out, like and i work in the bed sometimes so it's there's no there's no separation right. mondays i work mondays i work from bed like that is my that is my monday thing i take every call i don't know i enjoy it um so you don't you don't have that separation so i can't so it 
you have to set up these boundaries and be like, no, actually, no, you need to take a pause. Like, and to be able to say, I don't have all the answers. Like we're all kind of working through all this and, and figuring it out along as we go. Like, like, and, and I think to black people, none of this stuff is new to us. And I, and I feel bad for saying that I'm also never really surprised when I hear these companies and like, you know, like some of these like empty statements. And I went on um, Vogue's, instagram and like every post is black women where it's like y'all weren't doing that three months ago really the thing is you just could have done it you just could have kept the balance and we wouldn't be here like you just could have done that and we wouldn't have this conversation but i want to go back to something you said and i think this is for me when it comes to healing i want to use that word in this conversation is that we never process the idea that we are angry and i think because we try to escape the word angry so much we never address the fact that i am angry i am frustrated I am exhausted. All the things that you're not allowed to say so that Uh you can actually heal and move from it. So at some point we have to address as a culture, but especially as black women, and I'm not trying to exclude you at all, Gerald, because I love you. We have to be able to say like, I am actually angry. I'm actually upset for all the microaggressions. Mm -hmm. I'm upset for all of the pain the assumptions that you've made about me, but I forgive you. And, I, and by forgiving you, I forgive myself so I can move forward. But mm-hmm. I think that is something I'm processing right now. Like, but, but I am angry. Yeah. I am upset. I and am frustrated okay. at the words love- that have been used towards me. And if I don't process that, I don't know how I will move from that. So that's some, something I'm dealing with as I, I try to put a like, bow on the situation. Yeah. No, okay. it is. It, it, that's why I said we can't, you know, it's like a white woman's tears. It's like, oh my God, go comfort her. Is everything okay? Like, we can't even cry at work. Right. Like, you, I, you love, cry. I love that you said that it's okay to be angry, Felicia, because that is, that is something that I think that Black women have run away from for so long when anger is really just your, your big sister stepping in for you saying, hey, no, somebody did you wrong and, this is, and it's okay to be angry. Mm-hmm. And I also love that you pivoted and said healing and forgiveness because until you acknowledge that you are angry and acknowledge what has been happened or what has happened to you, then the healing can't happen. Forgiveness can't happen. That exposure has, you have to acknowledge that you are angry. You have to acknowledge that something happened so that you can then move forward with forgiveness and then for healing. You know, I call Shaquita at three o'clock in the morning sometimes. Why she answers the phone? I don't know, but I'm like, you're up. It's 12 o'clock. She's like, girl, what do you want? Was this okay? Like, I need permission to be mad sometimes. She's like, nope, you're okay. I'm like, okay, good. I'll go back. Bye. Thanks. Okay. And that's weird, but I do that. Often. I was gonna say, do you think that other ethnicities even because I do that all the time and I overthink and I'm like, oh, I probably shouldn't have said that. And was that too black? And no. I shouldn't have did that. Yeah, I'm like, one day I was no. like, everybody else doing that. We no. we have that stereotype. So yeah. it's like we constantly like have to second guess anger, and anger is a real emotion. Mm-hmm. And white men Happy can girl. exhibit anger all the time, all the time. And it's not a thing for them. Mm-hmm. I remember like in a therapy session one time, my therapist told me I didn't know how to be angry. And I was like, what do you mean? She was like, you don't know how to express if you're angry. You will sweep it under the rug. You will act like it's not happening. But it's okay to be angry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's real. It's a real emotion. I, you know, I really haven't ever seen... Daryl's just the sweetest person ever. I probably haven't. I, I don't think... I'm trying to think, have I ever seen you like mm. No. Yeah, no. <laughs> no. Not ever. But it's real. But, you know, you, you, like Felicia said, it's a constant, like, mind check. Like, should I be angry about this? I mm-hmm. could be angry about this. And so now, I mean, now it's, like, kind of trivial for me to be mad about things just to be mad about shit. But it's a constant mm-hmm. thing of questioning yourself around, should I be mad? Should I not be mad? But I totally get it. But it's it's a stereotype that Black people have, especially Black women. Yeah, I'm Solange. I'm mad. Like I am literally a seat at the table. I, I am. I'm mad. You got a right to be mad. Like that is me. Like, I got a lot to be mad about. I got a lot to be mad about. And one day I was like, "You don't even need this. step back. That now pipe down. That now let's pick and choose your battles." But I mean, like you said, that is a very real emotion. And I think we also have to walk a tightrope on how we express the anger. So like, yeah, you're yeah. a man, but you can't just 
crash and burn everything right. in the office. So now that's the added stress, like that added component of how do I, how many times do I have to write this email before it's not all caps and I have cussed you out? So how many times do I have to rewrite it? How many times do I just hold a delete and just start over from scratch? So I how many times, how many times? So I'm angry and I'm furious, but I still can't really tell you the extent like i gotta figure out a way to package it yeah. so that i'm not you know black woman that's like raging i'm just like the soft spoken angry black woman who got you together that's an added component that other races do not deal with because right. we don't have white tears to cry so we have to find a way to package it neatly express mm -hmm. ourselves and and let that not consume our soul at the same time so yeah it's a Tough it is. It really is. And I have to find myself like, like you said, I don't do banter back and forth on e the second I feel an email or a text message gets spicy. I'm picking up the phone because I think there's, right. there's also no tone in text. And Lord, it's not. It's, there, there isn't. So you, it might be something that I didn't even mean crazy, but because you read it and you're projecting whatever you're thinking already. Now it's an even bigger blow up. So anything like that, I do every time i'm like all right let me take the tone out of it and i'm gonna talk when i talk slow that's how you know it's serious because i talk so fast so i'm gonna talk slow <laughs> i try to have inflection like this and work through it but one day i was like i'm about to bust bust a blood vessel trying to keep this tone and trying to yes. talk oh but we got to the end of it though and literally it was fine like after that it was fine so there it like you said, there is way there are ways to like be mad and express yeah. that anger, but still process it in a way that's like conductive for everybody. Yes. And like you said, no one else is thinking about that. Not at no all. One has to juggle that. No. no. Not at Nobody. all. Nobody. Oh Lord. The Asian women ain't worried about being angry. No. Not to call Asian women out, but like that's just not. <laughs> a thing. No, but that's the thing. They're, they're not worried about their hair. They're not worried about what they're wearing. Like right. you just go to work. And yeah. I think that we think about all those things, how we present, Every how day. we code switch, what we say and how we how we respond to an email. That's always a question. And it's just yeah. that that extra need to to temper yourself and not yeah. just be real can be exhausting. You know, yeah. do you so, think an added element of black women in power adds to that? Uh, yeah, because you still want to grow and you want to show that you can be dynamic and make decisions but not hurt people but you also want to be able to say like but well, this is just really how i feel and why is it not okay for me to just express that and why do you have to be so sensitive you know i think um in growing and evolving i think shaquita mentioned this earlier like you know you want to grow you want to evolve you don't want to assume that you are not above reproach however you also want to be authentic to how you lead Mm -hmm. um, and how you make decisions. So the fact that you cannot be authentic to how you lead can become frustrating. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I work in production. So every, every gig I'm on, I'm like the show I'm, I'm, five feet and a half inch. I'm the smallest no, person. Ace Club. Yes, Ace Club. I'm the smallest person. I'm the blackest person. And I am nine times out of ten the only woman having to deal with a crew who looks exactly the opposite of me, who come, they come to the table already with, I don't want to hear what you have to say, little black woman. Mm -hmm. So before anything even pops off, they've already brought that to the table. And so now I have to pretend like I don't have degrees or like not throw it in your face. So I'm always so mindful. Like if they question something that I do, I want to say, go count my student loans that I'm paying back. That's why I can tell you this because I went and had, I worked in this industry for 20 years and I got masters in it. So Come go on. check that. But you can't communicate like that. No. So I can either let it burn me up and like our show crash and burn or find another way to communicate this and still be able to sleep at night without like killing these people. But it, and that's what I have found, especially if you are a woman with a little bit of power or in a position, um, it's double, it's like even harder because you still have to work with everybody, you know? Yeah. Do you think that that translates to dating as well? Like where I know we're having this conversation obviously about work, but <laughs> she <laughs> fell back in her seat <laughs> oh, now you want to play games now you want to play games <laughs> look um, does that translate into into work because i actually you know i was on twitter last night and 
Um, and I saw this, I think her name was Kay Nova. Yeah, Kay Nova. And I guess she's like, I think she's a, a singer, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and she was just saying that, I think she, just one of the tweets basically was, so many women have to settle. I don't think you realize how many women settle so they can live a life. Um, and, is, and then like the next tweet is, I think I'm just sad because I know so many black women who bust their asses to create for themselves and for others and, and be extraordinary. But when we turn to expect even the smallest amount of affection or care, it's just not there. Um, and then she just, just like, you know, she was in her feelings um, and just thinking about like black women and, and analyzing different relationships. Um, so that begs the question. Well, I'm not, I'm not in a relationship, so uh, giving advice is hard. What I can say is that I had someone tell me, be very upfront with your intentions. If you know that you want a career, if you know that you have ambitions, say that in the beginning. And they can say, oh, I trust you or not. That's not what I meant to say. They can say, oh, I want to support you or not. But I think that what we often do is we don't say everything up front. Mm-hmm. What I can only say moving forward at this stage in my life is to say everything up front. This is what I want for myself. These are my goals. These are my expectations. These are my intentions. And you now have the opportunity to tell me if you're okay with it. I think often the same way we cover up our identities at work because we want to mitigate how people feel about us. We don't say the same Mm -hmm. thing in our relationships. So my past self would have said to my new self, Say this is what you want. Don't pretend like you're okay with certain things because there's a lot of things I pretended that I'm okay with, and then all of a sudden he saw that side of me and was like, I was never okay. So yeah. I think honesty in any situation is what we have to, to try to obtain. We have to be able to say, I am this female. I will not tolerate these things. This is my intentions for you, and I want you to know your intentions for me because if we're not on the same page, mm-hmm. let's talk that's, about what we definitely so do. that's basically it for me moving forward. Yeah. And that's what I regret. What are your intention with me? With these me? are yeah. these are my intentions with you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Child, that's growth though, to get that to is. that point. Yeah. To be able to put everything out in the beginning, because I always think about in the beginning, everybody's so like, oh my God, this feels so good. And then it's like, dum, dum, dum. Well, yeah, that warm, that warm bed, that warm bed feels good, but right. also, but also. Yeah, but also, child. Also, damn. So it's like six pandemics. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> four, and I don't even know what the other two are, but it's six. Oh, <laughs> how we got there? Dating constitutes two, so... Listen. Dating is in trying to get married, just going to make that three. <laughs> a lot of times we talk about code switching in our careers, but as women in like whatever industry you're in, we have to code switch for relationships. So mm-hmm. I run everything on my job. It is. It took probably a decade for me to even figure out like, oh, I should dial that back in a relationship. Just not to mm-hmm. not shine. My light is going to shine because it's going to shine. I tried dimming it one time. It was a, a Don't dim your light, baby. So Don't dim light your light. Dim. But my expression of who I am, it needed some tweaking because if you want everything all the time, it just is going to get exhausting. And he or who she or whoever your partner is, they probably going to be tired of that side of you too. So mm. in terms of like finding a space where you can be vulnerable and you don't have to like be on, like work on all the time. Um, that is a different kind of code switching where when you leave the job, you leave the job. Like it's, it's just a different side of your personality. It's not like you're, multiple people it's just a different side of who you are and you gotta like especially as women in whatever you know your career is tap into like who do you want to present to this person how felicia says this is my intention of you okay that is great but you also need to know like who are you after you leave the job and when you come home what do you want what do you want your life to look like at the Mm -hmm. end of the day whether your bed is warm or cold, <laughs> what you're there. You are there. So right. what do you want that life to look like? And then have the conversation with yourself. So what parts do I need to turn off? The work parts. What parts do I need to turn off or code switch when I come into this space? So that I can have a healthy relationship and not give somebody a task list like he on my time clock. Mm. Why are you reading me like this? God, I'm oh, I'm sorry, but not I know. So I was like, hmm. like I was, I'm cr- I was literally like, 
Whoo! All right. And then I was like, okay, ah, no, you, 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 th- thank you. I needed, um, I needed to hear that, you know, as a type A control freak, um, I, I really, yes. Oh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm also a control freak, so I totally get it. And I think pulling back sometimes, like if shit is wrong, I'm not at work. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. Like, <laughs> I said that the other day. I was like, I'm gonna just start letting shit be wrong. Right. Just, just let it be wrong. Like, but you have peace. Like sometimes, if it's a little bit wrong, but you at peace. Y'all right. like y'all not fighting, and and the thing that's wrong yeah. doesn't end the world. It's really not that deep. It's you don't have to let it fly. Yeah, right. yeah, okay. it happened today, and I literally was just like, no, I'll do it myself. It's all right. Ooh, okay, like just moving on, and I didn't even think about it afterwards until we just. Do you want to be right or in relationship? Yeah, <laughs> this is true. This is <laughs> that's a message. Massive. Yeah, that's Yeah, all you gotta do is, you know, put your shoulders back, don't talk in complete sentences, just be real relaxed. (laughs) That's all that's always my thing. I really like because I think the difficult thing in this pandemic is like you're in the same house. Like it's not like you leaving out, going to work, coming back in the house and you like somebody new. Like I'm just going to the bathroom and I saw you kind of thing. Yeah. So so the fact, is, yeah, the, the fact that y'all can quarantine together is amazing and that and still be together, I think is true. Oh, any couple that ha- makes it out of quarantine should get married. Should get married. I said that if they're not already. <laughs> they should get married. Absolutely. They should oh, absolutely. Get married. So when the wedding date? Right. Child, we we still in quarantine. <laughs> We said we aren't sure yet. We got some time to make sure before you know. Okay. We We still got to make it out of the house. Right. Have a wedding in the park. Right. Everybody come to Harlem. Go and we we have the park on 135th. There we go. Um, B and Quita, what would you guys tell your younger selves? Uh, Honestly, to have more fun. I think that again it goes to judgment like you judge yourself so hard that you forget to enjoy and smell the roses you know like part of youth is being youthful part of youth is the trial and error of youth you know I think that you have to relax you have to live in the moment um because the next day is not promised so no regrets so I just think that um Learn to to go with the flow a little bit more. Um, learn to not take everything so personally. And honestly, you don't have to address everything. You know what I'm saying? You just don't have to address everything. Some things you can like, you know, file 13 it is what my mom says. File 13 and decide if you want to come back to it later. But process your emotions before you let them go. Hmm. I like that. That's good, special relax. So yeah, let's put relax at the top because that that I still need to work on that. I would say if I were talking to my younger self, I would tell myself to prioritize which relationships are worth the energy, and that's not just romantic. That's friend, wow. that's family. Because if I look back, a lot of time that I can't get back was wasted on people who. Not people, because people are, I believe, innately good, so I won't say people, but based on situations that just weren't worth my time. Now, 15 years down the road, I cannot get that time back. Yeah. So, and, and the flip side of that is some of the investments I made in, into people and relationships were golden, brilliant. Those still, That's still my people. So um, I'll probably give myself like maybe a... 75 on that a 75 <laughs> <laughs> i love that she gave herself a grade <laughs> <laughs> i could have done better but that that is the that's what i would tell say to myself like a lot of time on the phone with conversations that mean nothing now mm-hmm. are being like mad or or having energy in relationships that mean nothing to me mm-hmm. and i said like they really were meaningless and i invested time there so that's what i would say just figure out the relationships is worth it yeah absolutely that's um and then, then we know for sure okay well that was fun I said no. Wait, one more question. Hold on. Oh, sorry. Oh, my first. She's question. ready to go. Last question. I didn't know. I thought that was it. I was like, okay. Sorry. No. Okay. Um, what do you know for sure? G always does a much better job of explaining it. 
So it's like it's uh, from Oprah's book, uh, What Do or What I Know for Sure, um, where she speaks about all of the things that she uh, that she knows to be true. So, for example, I know that God is real. I know that um, what I put out in the world, I'll get back because that's law. So what is one thing that, you know, is absolute and for sure? That I'm worthy of love and that every opportunity that has been afforded to me, I earned it. Mm. Mm. Yes. Mm. Mm. Yes, worth. Because you work hard as shit. shit. (laughs) Like, oh my God. I know how hard this woman works. (laughs) She works hard. She works hard. Every effort, like, earned all of it. Like, child, I remember the first time I met her. And I was like, oh, she hey. is not to be played with. Hey. It was the, um, what was it? Erica Badu um, album release. At that studio? Wait. Child with the vegan cupcakes. Oh my God, those vegan. <laughs> yes, it was like New America, like part two or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, yeah, I was, I was, I was that, like. <laughs> wow yeah if you don't you know she she don't play i know and our our first meeting was apparently i had an attitude in the elevator but i was in a really bad place in life and i probably was thinking about how much i just hated life and i saw it though but i saw it and i was like look black girl mm. really did and i was and and I, and I do have to commend you on that like I think it's so easy for, you know, we can have all these women empowerment brunches and it's like, hey, sister girl and all that stuff. But you have literally forever and always put on and like yeah. lifted black women. Like we all always- like how many jobs did Felicia get me? Um, <laughs> literally and literally and Felicia handpicked like she. OK, black girl, how she did for you. OK, black girl. Yeah. All right. Y'all are the black girls in this office. I'm going to. Oh, you went to Clark Atlanta. OK, you went to Howard. I'm going to love on y'all. I'm going to embrace y'all. And it's just been like that since day one. Before it's a, allegedly the end thing to do. Also, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Before. Yeah, this is more than a decade ago. So yeah. never stop. Never settle. I think that's an ad for like beer, but for I Hennessy, actually. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good ad if you remember it. Um, okay, Quita. <laughs> what do you know for sure? Um, I know that what's for me won't miss me, and I know that it can't rain forever. Oh, mm. 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 I like double. That. Okay, double. hear this clap. Woo. That. Oh. And can I say one more thing? I am just so pleased it's punched to see how Felicia has poured into the next generation, being that I'm like older, slightly older than she is. That is so beautiful. So back to like what relationships you need to invest in when you can invest in a relationship and then see that person also like invest in the next set and yeah. y'all better be oh, no, invested in the sure. next set. Yeah. That's the, Absolutely. That's the expectation. Yeah. That is what it's about. I'm so full right now. I am so yeah. full. Even no, though it took y'all forever to invite us, I'm so glad we're here. That's what I'm saying. Like, I'm hurt. I'm hurt. I'm hurt. But I'm so proud of them. Like, you don't understand, like, these two, and I won't use bad words because we're on a podcast, but I love them. And I loved her in her little gray suit in the elevator. I was like, she's so cute, but fix this face. Does she want this job? I can't tell. But what she's not going to do is have this space and get this job. And Janae, like, that's just baby girl. Like, I'm just telling you, like, they have been women in my life but I also feel like that's the whole thing of like loving up and down like they love me all the way up and I love them all the way down and vice versa like that's it and Tierra can check me and that's rare I'm like are you talking to me <laughs> there you yes. okay <laughs> little little big sister girl you know it's just a type a child like literally my mother always be like what what's she call it the um over spirit take over spirit yeah that that is the take how I know what your mama calls you is, is beyond <laughs> me but <laughs> right and I always say it so no we really do thank y'all because i think this is such an important conversation to have because you like you said we don't know and we don't talk about it so we definitely want to normalize these conversations and normalize for sure and And thank you daryl for hanging i'm sure this has been yes conversation, but you were in there okay i was in there and then it, it came like full circle for me too because talking about egg donations and you know the fertility and and all of that so so yeah shout out to eggs over easy thank you yes 
So where can, um, uh, where can people... Like, we're almost there. Shaquita, you want to say anything else about the film? Because I yeah, feel okay, like it's a shameless cool. plug moment. Yeah. For so, sure. No, I was going to get it to you. Mm-hmm. It's coming. It is coming. So we have some a couple of deals on the table. We're waiting to see what else is um, popping up. But one I'm so excited about. So um, before the end of the year, y'all will be able to see it. Okay. I am thrilled about that. And then you guys can host one for us. We would love for Oprah Rose. Yes, to host we would Absolutely. love. Oh yes, absolutely. Okay. We would love to. And then I think you know the the most actionable items also what you said about when you go to the doctor and get checked out for the AMH test and the F excuse me the FSH test. Yes, yes. As like immediate steps that you know we can all do because like you said you don't want to look up and it's like. You're, you're like you said, you're in your not that it's anything wrong with it, but you're in your early to mid 40s and now you're having to make all these decisions. So yeah. you're right. being reactive instead of proactive. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. So, ladies, thank you guys again. We'll be sure to um, we go as soon as it's out. You know, we will obviously share it on our little on our socials. If there's yeah. a picture, though, make sure that I'm single. Don't fuck that picture up. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. No, ain't no okay. real pictures of this. We're not 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 this okay. conversation. Okay, cool. Um, but the um the quote of the day is: Don't let the distance between where you are and where you want to be scare you out of simply moving forward. Um, I feel like we talked a lot about that too. The quotes always just find themselves. They really um, do. They always find themselves. So I always say take small steps. Like you know that end goal, but like you can't keep checking yourself at that end goal. It has to be those small steps to get yeah. to that end goal, or you will overwhelm yourself and psych yourself out. And to surrender. I had to I, I went through like a year, maybe five years ago, and it was like the the like I mean, every day I would do it. And I had to have a moment with myself last night and was like, you have to surrender to these outcomes because you're trying to manipulate and think and overthink and all the shit that mm-hmm. you really don't know. Like you have to surrender to this outcome. I'll let y'all I'll keep y'all posted how that go. <laughs> I'm proud of you, ladies. I'm very proud of you. I'm proud of you too, Daryl. Like this is great. I'm glad that you guys have this platform. Keep it going and love you both. Thank you guys so Thank much. You, Thanks love for having you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Okay. Bye. Bye. Bye, guys. Bye, y'all. Thank you again. Yo, you listening to the Oprah Rose Show with TT and Gigi, and yeah, get it popping. Thoughts. Everything begins with thoughts. She's a slut. She's a hoe. She's this. She's that. We say to girls, you can have ambition, but not too much. It's about people being uncomfortable with women owning women their sexuality. What is the truest, highest vision that you hold for yourself? I'm a real ass bitch, and I'm going to get everything that I'm going to get on my I know for sure. You don't get what you wish for. You get what you believe.